Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. Good morning. Good morning. Sound okay? Yep. Good. It sounds good. Got my Wi-Fi off. Everything's good. For some reason, my Wi-Fi is off too, but it's giving me a, a signal. I was saying that your signal is weak. Yeah, but I'm not even hooked up to Wi-Fi. I'm hard-lined in. Interesting. <laughs> All right. It's weird. Does no, that every now and then. No tech issues to start, knock on wood. Um, and we're not, we don't have any guests today. Um, I, I feel I kind of dropped the ball. I had a lot going on this last week. and Preparation for all the holiday parties? Preparation for the two holiday parties, mostly. Um, just gym stuff. And mm-hmm. then as a result, it, you know, I want to make sure if we invite someone, I'm going to give them a little bit of advance notice. And yeah. it's something interesting that I want to talk about. I don't want to do this if I don't want to talk to somebody. <laughs> I d- you don't want to talk to me? <laughs> well, and I, I even consider because we really didn't have a lot, you know, I yeah. didn't have anything like top of mind that was yeah, like yeah, hot. Yeah. I did, there's, there's, well, I'll get into that in a second, but yeah. I, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to start, I didn't want, you know, I like to have stuff to talk about that's kind of relevant, that's hot right now. Mm-hmm. And our holiday parties are, Diablo's doing, we do two holiday parties. We do one for our team. I don't even know how many years ago we started that. We, what we found was we used to combine them. So in other words, the yeah, we invite our staff to the to the big holiday, holiday big holiday party, but then we found that our staff couldn't always make that. Mm-hmm. So then I put together a separate one, which gave us the opportunity to, you know, Yvonne and I to kind of focus on our on our team and mm-hmm. and thank them for what they've done for us for the year. And so that that worked out better, but I don't know. It was like I want to. I think like you started that in Alamo. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. There was an Alamo so that's yeah. back almost ten years ago. Yeah, it's oh, that long. Yeah, really. it's crazy. Two thousand fourteen, I think, 14, is when we yeah. opened. Yeah, yeah. And so right at the beginning, like right at the end of two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, yes, yeah, so we did that on Sunday night, and that was that was really cool. That was a good time. Um, if you're great you know, dinner, if you're an owner and you're listening. Um, we went to, I go to a breakfast place every Sunday, every Sunday ish with my wife and we get a, some people from Diablo sometimes go with us and we, we were talking to them about, they were asking us about holiday party or they're telling us that they have their holiday parties and they're kind of stuff, the owners of the restaurant. And then they said, Hey, we, you know, we close our restaurant for you for, for businesses. If you want to have it here and it's a, I don't know, the whole place probably seats maybe 70 yeah something like that it's a small yeah it's kind not, of cafe it's not super huge and their head chef is also a caterer he has a catering business outside of outside heaven, of yeah. the restaurant yeah and but what the restaurant owner does is they let them use the owner of the restaurant lets them use their restaurant that's awesome she doesn't charge them anything really yeah and, I, and it's a good so way to keep them so keep all, there with them. all it is is a catered event at that restaurant with that restaurant being the location and the the one of their waitresses that works there on Sunday Sunday is the one who kind of organizes it all and does it all and she said she goes we do nice table settings and I was kind of skeptical because mm. like okay this so it was bre- a really nice setup. This, this is breakfast place like it's not <laughs> it's a breakfast spot but they've got a pretty solid bar for a breakfast spot <laughs> well right she, well <laughs> she bought another restaurant recently yeah um, about uh yeah. two months ago giant chef giant chef in pleasant hill yeah. which 
the Giant Chef in Pleasant Hill is a breakfast place. Yeah. And, uh, just no, everybody knows Giant Chef. I've been eating there for like my entire life. <laughs> and Giant Chef, there's there's two things about it that were probably you know kind of frustrating. One, it's cash only. You remember yep, yep. Giant Chef? I remember going in there, going, "Oh crap!" And I'd ask him, "Hey, you guys mind if I run to the ATM?" They have an ATM in there, but the fees on it are ridiculous. I go, yeah. and they go, "Yeah, just go." Everybody does it. They go, yeah. they go to Wells Fargo and come back. Run across the street. Yeah, it was across the street. Um, so, it, so it's it was cash only. And then the other thing was, is it no alcohol? Yeah. And so Tammy, the owner of the place where we held our holiday party, she and her husband purchased Giant Chef, mm-hmm. and the building too, the property, yeah. which is really cool. And the first, she said the first thing she did is got an alcohol license. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the first thing she did was clean the place. Well, yeah. She's kind of the place. I mean, yeah, it's it's I, nicer. Growing up, my parents uh, used to call the place um, the pit. I'm the, listening. The, I'm gre- just, the grease. I'm, pit. I'm listening. I'm just going to grab a tissue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to call. They used to call it the grease pit because it's it. You, you can tell that their cleaning was not on par, but it's been around for sixty plus years by the same owners. Yeah, you can feel it. You feel the. You can feel it on the floors yeah. when you come in the restaurant. <laughs> Christy and I went. It was like right after they purchased it. We went in. It was like, oh wow, they put in new floors and they painted. <laughs> and I asked Tammy that, that the other night. Oh, I was like, you oh, did? you guys painted? She's like, no, we didn't do anything. It's like, oh, so you cleaned? She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tammy's Tammy's amazing. She is a she is a hard. I thought it was writer. really cool that we had it there too, because knowing you guys had history especially going through the pandemic. Well, the, yeah, that's right. Cause we, they had some of the same issues that we had been, we had been threats being shut down. They, they got fined a couple times during the pandemic. Let you just come in and eat at the bar instead of yeah. eat outside. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it was, uh, it was really nice to do it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and you know what, for uh, affiliate owners that may be listening, it's a, it was really a really cost effective way to have a special event because I'm not blocking off a room at a restaurant where yeah. you're going in and everybody's looking at you. We literally had the whole place to ourselves mm-hmm. and that makes an impression upon the people who are attending yeah. and it, and it, in terms of cost, um, wasn't that it wasn't any more than running it at a, at, you know, at a, like a Brazilian steakhouse, Brazilian steakhouse <laughs> like we've done in the past, which that actually was, those are pretty expensive. God, yeah. God, and man, but you know what though? Delicious, but no, let me pay for it. Let me tell you right now. Um you if you're gonna have CrossFitters to a restaurant and you want to feel like you get your money's worth, t- take them to a Brazilian steakhouse because you'll get your money's worth. We ate we there, there's we ate so much steak. Yep. <laughs> yep. Meat sweats. <laughs> oh yeah, meat. The, the, we, I mean, we put that 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 restaurant had to be going. Man, we're losing money on these guys because <laughs> it was uh, it was it, it the gate kept coming and coming and coming. So, but but those it was more expensive to go to the Brazilian steakhouse than it was for. for oh, the, I can for this imagine. Event. I can definitely imagine. Let me, that. let me see if I can share. I I think I can share the picture. Um. Let me see video file share screen. Share well, screen. So you want me to pull it up on Instagram? Well, yeah, the it's see if you can get it on Instagram before I get it on. Oh no, there it is. I got it. Share. Uh, you beat me. Yeah. So that was a restaurant. So yeah. that's normally a breakfast restaurant. So they put out all these tables and over over here on this side was the where they had the food. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at the pictures to the left, they had the food. And then we all sat down the middle and then um, and then I put up a big Diablo backdrop in the back, in the very back of it. 
and it was just and they did the balloons the table settings and then and then we pre-ordered the food they said what do you guys want do you want steak uh and salmon do you want chicken what do you want i said can you do mexican food yeah. she's like oh yeah we <laughs> done we can, we can kill that <laughs> carnitas was on point too. right it was so good so we did that and then they did not hire a bartender um they said no we did, they didn't want to do a whole bartender uh, there were some issues i that, mean they were walking around like hey if you want anything from the bar let us know let us know we got yeah that's tammy you know she's <laughs> and she gave us free drinks um there as well yeah she like the the beer and the wine she provided it yeah that's but, awesome but also you know again if you're if you're doing something like this crossfitters don't drink very much i mean which yeah. like our crew just didn't like we, we opened maybe two bottles of wine with yeah. you know 30 people there and and i and i made the margaritas ahead of time and i brought them in she added to it oh my god <laughs> shit, those, those were deadly so it was a lot of fun but anyway i was gonna just my my point being if you're an affiliate owner um you have a holiday to party we've had hol we had we do a, a member holiday party and it's everybody's invited and we'll, we'll have probably 150 people this year mm -hmm. at our holiday party um it's harder to really kind of show appreciation for your staff you know you can have them stand up and introduce mm -hmm. your coaches mm -hmm. but it's nice to be able to have them separate and get to know their spouses yeah it's more intimate that way it's more intimate and then you can share sto share stories and then everybody's just laughing yeah. about their their own personal stories well like your um your card the what you're proud <laughs> of and what you're known known for that was that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah Yes. kind of saved saved you have to talk a lot yeah i didn't want to talk a lot and I, normally i'll go through and i'll talk and it's you, you know what's funny about that is it's really easy to come up with stuff to say about yeah. every person yeah like literally it's in and if you are an owner that's in the gym yeah a lot it's it actively really, participates it's really easy to talk about your people yeah you just that you have so many stories mm -hmm. and and but instead what i had them do is write something about themselves one thing that they're most proud of for at diablo and those were some really cool stories yeah. and then the other thing was uh what do you think you're known for at diablo because i wanted to <laughs> what see you think you're known oh, yeah. for because because <laughs> i have in my head what they're yeah. known for yeah which is pretty funny how often how how consistent was that <laughs> there were only a few overlaps <laughs> I, I wanted to throw mine in but some of them are mean <laughs> so that was fun but anyway, so we do that party and then we do a holiday party, a big holiday party for our staff. And we've done those in the gym but in the past. And we may still do them in the gym in the future. Yeah. Um, the only thing we don't, Yvonne and I don't like about doing it in the gym is that it is we're clean freaks. Yeah. And so you do it in the gym. One year we did it and we had like game, we had games in one room. Mm, like, you yeah. Know, yeah. And then we had that was in Alamo, wasn't it? Yeah. We did that in Alamo. We did yeah. that here too, I think, one year. I remember Alamo, it was. It was it was everybody right yeah that and was, you that had was a good like party. it was it was a good party but it was i mean like alamo is also a tight space yeah. it was packed yeah it was a lot different than it was when we did the full yeah. one here and so when we get done uh, when we do it at our place and we hang out our holiday party when we do it in our gym we have to hang out afterwards and clean yeah. and get it ready for class the next day and it's just and we're and my wife's very particular about it like so she wants everything clean like she'll break out the vacuum cleaner and the gloves and the windex and she'll do the whole thing it's kind of nice being in a restaurant where yeah you just you, get your shit and go you're done yeah we not only we went to change the scenery not only so so we and when we got done we were leaving and the owner of the restaurant tammy and her husband said hey you guys stay have a drink 
Yvonne and I were like, oh, man, we're tired. We like wanted to go. But I stayed and sat and had a drink with him. And I'm really glad I did because it gave me some amazing perspective on on being a business owner and how hard it is to be a biz, small business owner. And and it was, it was a good transition, actually, because we can transition into the next subject, which is I wanted to talk about like the what everybody's talking about these days, CrossFit and CrossFit gyms that are closing and mm-hmm. well, they're, you know, that you know, we were flat in the U S in terms of growth of affiliates, but, but exploding in Europe, it's growing very mm-hmm. fast in Europe, but we've, we've reached a maturity level in the, in the United States. CrossFit's been around since 2000. Well, we started opening affiliates. I think in 2003 was three or four. Yeah. Yeah. It was when the first one opened. We opened in 2005. Um, the, the, a lot of these affiliates are, are you know 10 15 years i th- i would i was think trying to think about it this morning um of the us affiliates what the average age is of an affiliate in mm-hmm. the us and it's probably somewhere around 7 8 yeah maybe close to 10 years yeah. now for the average affiliate although the yeah. bulk of affiliates opened up from i think 2011 i think to 2017 like that's when the big years were i feel were. like it really took off through 13 and a 14 13 14 it was just, yeah so i guess if you, you remember think about it that up, way right how many opened up around here yeah there were a bunch that opened up around here mm-hmm. and by the way we have i the other day i did the math for somebody we had i was just thinking about it we have six affiliates that are 10 years old or near us within 10 miles that's so cool sweatshop that's awesome Sweatshop's all open almost yeah. as long as we are. They're an amazing gym. Yeah. Sweatshop opened up like a year or two before yeah. I opened Then there's yeah. CrossFit Danville. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, CrossFit San Ramon first. San Ramon. Yeah. yeah. San Ramon's been around a They've while, been too. a long time, too. Then, and then CrossFit Danville. Yep. It's Livermore up. just had their 10-year. Yeah. Well, Livermore, that's further. They're a little bit temp- further. A little further. I still temples. consider them kind of East Bay area, Yeah, that's because right? it's Susan. He's our friend. Yeah. And we'll, we'll throw him in. Yeah. He's 10 years. But then the CrossFit ATI. In Danville, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. also ten years. Um, Concord CrossFit, uh, Concord CrossFit's ten years plus. Yeah. Um, and then um, End Zone mm-hmm. is uh, like I think they're a ten year affiliate as well. It's How real, old is Pleasant Hill? Pleasant um, Hill is like what five or six? Five or six years. Mike okay. Mike uh, might jump in here in a little while. Yeah. Um, but it is. Um, so the. My point being that everyone's talking about, you know, is CrossFit over, is CrossFit done? And I, and I, and I argue very, very strongly against this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what CrossFit itself, the methodology is in its life cycle is certainly past the, um, the early adopters and the, what they call the early majority. Mm. And we're now in the late majority. We're on the other side of the curve. Um, I think we're deep into late majority, and then the then there's the laggards, the people that come on board last. Mm-hmm. The beauty of where we are um, as a company and as a business and as for businesses is that all of the new ones that are growing in Europe and in Asia and Latin America, the fact that those came on board are coming on board so late, primarily because CrossFit just didn't have the infrastructure to support yeah. those types of. The um, international, as the international well as, stuff because yeah. everything's right. Yeah, all the languages, all the certifications. You yep. have to you have to be able to do certifications in countries. Yeah. Like just starting a CrossFit affiliate is is more than just <laughs> just opening up and starting a CrossFit affiliate. Yeah. And that's why there's a lot of copycats because these yeah. people that open up and they don't get the certification. They just get good at good at Which CrossFit. Is, I would imagine 
or we know is happening a lot elsewhere right. outside of the states. Right. So so to to get a CrossFit affiliate, you have to have a level one certification. Well, that means CrossFit has to be doing CrossFit level one certification somewhere. Yep. Different where, languages. Well, where do they do it? Different like, materials. You got to do it at a CrossFit affiliate. That's where they do those. Not true. I did my level one. Well, this is also 2009. I did my level one in Yosemite in um, the EMT oh, yeah. station. Oh, okay, good. So, I mean, technically well, they so can that, do Well, it. no, no. That's in that. that yeah. They had. Uh, my, oh, yeah, this right. is also 2009. No, no. But, <laughs> no, no, but my, my my point is like, you don't have a lot of affiliates do that. So you got to find places. And yeah. they, and yeah, of course they did. Because yeah. that's how they, otherwise I couldn't have started in any of these countries. Mm -hmm. But it, the the growth um, for for international is slower. It because you have to do the different languages. You got to get people that can can teach it in those languages. Yeah. yeah, those instructors have to be level three coaches to be able to 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 coach and and teach those things. And then even filling up those seminars. Oh man, then filling them up. Oh, like just, how do you how would you market that in an, in another country where you know maybe like we don't have the language in our in our l1 material people that are wondering how crossfit spends the money that they make this is one way yeah, like it way. is a like the infrastructure to support the growth mm -hmm. internationally is is expensive yeah. at least initially until you get the the foundational stuff in place mm -hmm. um you're paying i i know what they did like i remember uh margo alvarez talking about having to fly to brazil to yeah to do an l1 and they were doing them originally in english in a lot of these countries and she was going for a weekend can you imagine how much that shit costs you have to send off what like four but you want to five but you want to do it as a company right yeah yeah you got to sit right so three yeah. four red shirts at least yeah and so uh, I, I think a lot of the a lot of money was spent in expanding internationally, and that is is still in its infancy. They're an early adopter stage, mm -hmm. which is which is cool. So point. so because so the my point being because it took so long, that's a benefit for us long term across the United States. Because like, mm -hmm. as this starts to explode internationally, which it is, it's just getting started there. Yeah, um, it represents I think massive opportunity for the sport of CrossFit and we've seen that in some of the competitions you see the audience sizes and the, mm -hmm. just everything that's going on there yeah um Hiller will have tons of content <laughs> for years to come especially internationally You're busy you think you think movement's bad here <laughs> He, he wasn't around in 2007, 8, wow. 9, 10. He would have, there was a lot of videos that would have been made that he didn't make yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. I mean, just think of like all the videos that you saw in the open from like people submitting their videos. Oh my God. Even the funny ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those are good. All right. So the question is like, could, could the Diablo of like the Diablo teams of like 09, 10, 11, could we have survived the movement standards of today and the scrutiny of today? Some. <laughs> 2011, yeah. Yeah. 10, 9, yeah. <laughs> right. So the, the, um, there is, I think, uh, you know, we talk about CrossFit and where it is in its stage of life. And we look around the United States, we're like, okay, yeah, there's gyms closing. Back to my point being sitting at the restaurant talking with Tammy. Mm -hmm. And her husband about their restaurant, their small business, their cafe, and especially during the pandemic or yeah. when they opened, when they opened, the health inspector came in because they have multiple levels of inspection. You yeah. know, they have the normal 
business inspectors that come in from the city and the county, but then they also have the health inspectors that can shut them down on a moment's mm -hmm. notice. And they have to, they literally have that person, you know, the one that they've been dealing with, they've been dealing with for like, sounds like six, seven years. Seriously. The same person. Oh. Because those are county jobs, and yeah. they, people don't want to give it up, and yeah, they don't. It's just retention. Area. So you have to have a, a decent relationship with them. And it was so funny listening to her husband. It was just like <laughs> she, he just like you have to go tell her to fuck off. And Tammy's like, no, <laughs> let me take that call. I'll take that call. And she, you know, she would massage it. And uh, they were shut down when they were just getting started. They had some sort of, I remember, I forget what it was. It was like a, it was a plumbing issue. Yes, um, I remember a that. Leak, and she I said they shut down for two months. Two months. I do, I do remember that. I was a frequent oh, yeah. person over there back in those days, and it was and it's crazy. Like two months, and she goes, "I'm trying to pay my employees. I can't." And you know, and and a lot of businesses would just go, "I'm out." Yeah. Well, she said she was on the verge of. Oh yeah. Being done. Yep. And here they are acquiring other restaurants. So they just just. Being people think, well, it's CrossFit. CrossFit, you know, CrossFit's, you know, on the downside. And they're, and I want to, I'm going to show some charts here in a minute because those are, there's some analytics that were floating around. You know, Craig Ritchie pulled up a Google search thing on CrossFit and said, that, you know, hey, the, hey, look, CrossFit's dying, which is just like so absurd. And the research level is like, was so surface level. <laughs> it was. And everybody like uh, the 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 comments and the people Everybody's sharing calling them out. Oh no, no one was calling them out. Everyone was going, "Yeah, you're right. You're right." Uh, the just going all, along with oh it. yeah, hey, that's why it's you know CrossFit needs to you know do something rapidly. And everybody got all freaked out. Meanwhile, here at Diablo, we're having our best year ever. And then yeah. I talked to a number of other long term affiliates that have been established. They're doing same. They're doing amazing. They're yeah. having amazing years right yeah. now because rebound from the pandemic, but. We've got our businesses dialed. We have a good referral basis. Like all of the things are, and I think too. Like I mean, how many people we've had come back to us? Like maybe they left well, years the ago thing. and they're yes. coming back, but that's also because they're maybe left to go do something else, and they recognized how efficient, how well this stuff works. Not e not even that. They didn't leave to go do something else. They left because of life changes. True, true, true job true. changes. Yeah. Usually, kids, whatever. Kids yeah. married, moved out, yep. took a different job. That's a good point. Um, or maybe, you know, yeah, occasionally we get people who just burned out on CrossFit. Yeah. And that's totally understandable. I got mm -hmm. burned out on doing marathons. Thank God. <laughs> and and found CrossFit and been doing it ever since. Yeah. But but it, 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 CrossFit is one of those things. Like, I think you're right, though, because you, you leave it and then you're then you look back and then you start to gain a little weight, you start to not feel as good, you start to feel not as strong. You're like, God. That's this sucks. Yeah, this this what I'm doing now sucks or not. Or, you know, if I'm not yeah. doing anything, I remember when I did CrossFit, how yeah. I felt and how I looked. I remember when we've had a few people that like you know took off and started doing Orange Theory, and right. they were like, you know, I I just I'm not getting strong. Like I don't yeah. feel there's there's certain stuff that we're just missing. The coaching's different. People ex, um, appreciate what we do here in the in the affiliates. Um. I don't want to. Um, th that's such a great topic, and I want to. I'm going to transition a little, yeah. bit, a little bit into that one, um, because there was a huge because the orange theory was based upon this theory of keeping your heart rate in the yeah, orange in zone, the orange which is zone two training. Yep. And there, and this is why I'm super. I am very bullish on CrossFit and where we're headed, mm. um, and where the opportunity is for mm. CrossFit affiliate owners. 
And if you're in a CrossFit affiliate owner that's burned out, struggling, sell your CrossFit affiliate or start to revitalize it and get things cleaned up and get focused on it. Because then I think the next 10 years are going to yeah. be freaking awesome yeah. because there is a substantial amount of data and reports that are being published. And then all of the influencers, all of them, a lot of influencers are starting to talk about it now mm -hmm. of the value of strength training for longevity, yep. for mental health, uh, for emotional health, for all of those things, but especially for um, um, longevity, mm -hmm. number of years you're living. Like there's direct correlation between muscle mass and longevity. And then the next thing is, and I put this in my newsletter that I send out every week. Rhonda Patrick did a great podcast. Peter T has talked about it. Huberman's talked about it as well. These are, these are my three favorites. They all know each other, by the mm -hmm. way. What a surprise. But the value of intensity yeah. in improving VO2 max. And VO2 max is, a, is one of the largest indicators of longevity mm -hmm. in humans. And so with the biggest impact on and and this is contrary contrary to what most people think most people think zone two training that steady yep. cardio will improve your vo2 max and what they found was in these studies that ron patrick talks about and i can pull it up and listen to her talk if you want but i just say go to found my fitness at found my fitness on instagram and scroll back a couple posts and then she's got a youtube channel as well mm -hmm. found my fitness and she does a whole podcast hour and a half podcast on it and it is fascinating as hell and i just got to the part where she talks about intense exercise and its correlation and its uh, impact on uh, mental um uh, mental capacity mm -hmm. in other words you're 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 improving um and you're you're warding off dementia um, yeah through intent it has the biggest impact is is high intensity interval training but she says very, very vigorous activity, not just, you know, running your heart rate up a little bit, but literally going to a place where you're uncomfortable yeah. has, and that has the biggest impact on VO2 max. You can literally, they did, you know, steady state exercise, you will reach a peak and you won't be able to improve VO2 max. Yeah. And then, but though you can, and where they saw the biggest results were people that use bursts of high intensity exercise. Mm -hmm. She is literally describing CrossFit without yep. saying CrossFit. Yep. I mean, that's why Nicole Carroll refers to intensity being our North Star. Yep. Right? Like, it's it's all relative to, you know, you as an individual, but you still got to go to a somewhat of a dark place um, to get that certain level of adaptation. Right. Um, and I think, too, like, you know, kind of going back to the, the point of, like, how strength training is becoming a lot more mainstream, I feel like in the last, I don't know, five to eight years, mainstream... Um, strength training has just become more true strength training not bodybuilding you know you think oh, yeah. about like oh, yeah, isolated yeah, yeah, yeah. movement patterns right. and, and quad extensions and hamstring curls versus learning how to squat you know like I, I i don't hear the 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 idea that squatting below parallel is dangerous anymore you know like that was a big thing that i feel like as a crossfit coach teaching people to squat below parallel it was always trying to explain why it's beneficial, you know, and why it's actually beneficial and healthier for your knees to squat below parallel versus stopping at parallel, you know? So I feel like there's been a shift because, you know, the old method is just not working. People are getting hurt people, you know, and it's just, people are deteriorating. 
Yeah, the it's not just increasing muscle mass. It is it is increasing strength, which will increase muscle mass, yes. especially relative to other uh, adipose tissue, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, like in the and again, this is all of this serves to offset chronic disease, yep. which keeps you off medications. And it's strength training with intense um, cardiovascular effort. Yep. It's freaking CrossFit. It's CrossFit. What's really cool, CrossFit's doing in a, um, a health conference in February down in Austin, Texas, mm. the first part of February. And it's an organized event. There's there's a number of different speakers that are going to be there. Rhonda Patrick's one of the speakers that's going to be there. So that's super cool. Um, she's, Is that the Revive um, no, that was earlier this that year. Was, yeah, okay. And that was more of an online conference. I wasn't sure if it was something similar. No, it's it is uh, it is similar, um, and it is um, Karen Thompson is okay. is helping organize okay. this one. Um, but it's down in Austin, Texas, and it's and what's great is you can get CEUs for attending it. Mm-hmm. It's a Van Sant Hotel, um, but it is um, you know again all the evidence is starting to come in. Yeah, and this is. You know, this is real data. These are real reports, and these are these are you know, Ron Patrick's a PhD, mm-hmm. Huberman's MD. Like these guys are talking about it. Peter Tiatu is including the you know he's doing it, and you know he's the only thing I don't I like I love Peter Tia. Um MD, real smart guy. Just a has become a health nut and nutrition nut and, and biohacker yeah bio he buy a biohacker right and so his training but his training the guy is just he's like an you know an engineer an accountant like it's very detailed training very mm-hmm. specific exercises i get the feeling Peterman has a similar approach too he, he does but um peter t is a so specific like his exercises uh-huh. it, it's daunting to me in other words yeah. you look at it and go <laughs> Well, I'm not going to be able to do. He literally talks about this one toe stretch he does with a band and the. Oh, head, you know, okay, the, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, dude, it's, it, 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 and I'm sure it's great. There's a benefit balance. to it. There's yeah. benefit to it, right? But like, when you make that stuff look that complex, people are, they look at it and they go, "I'm not going to do that." Well, especially for somebody who is maybe just starting out. Well, right. It's just so it can be so overwhelming when you get so far into the into the weeds. Yeah. So. The, Doesn't mean it's not beneficial. No, but he but he is a huge advocate of high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. of strength training, balance training, like all of this stuff is CrossFit. Yeah. Pete Shaw up in Canada, um, who is becoming an affiliate owner. He's a he's a red shirt up in Canada and games athlete, former games athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, he always messages me, Hey, how do we get, you know, he goes, Peter, Atia, how do we get Peter Atia to do CrossFit? Like, how do we like, he goes, he sent him direct messages. He's been on the CrossFit podcast yeah, he has. back in the day, like back in the day. two or three times with yeah. Savon. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so that anyone that thinks that, that CrossFit is dying, um, is dying. The, the, it's, it's, it's clickbait. It's just clickbait. It's well, it's clickbait. And we are on just, I think so this huge precipice one. Yeah. Affiliates and demand for CrossFit is growing incredibly fast yeah. outside of the U.S. Yeah, right to open new affiliates. The U.S. is a much more mature market, so the demand for affiliates is slowing. And mm-hmm. and it's, I think there's there's still a demand. They're still opening new affiliates in yeah. the United States. Problem is, is that we've had so many in the past that a lot of them are closing. Yeah, and the reason why they're closing is they would like to you know those affiliate owners would tell you as well. CrossFit didn't you know do enough advertising for them. Well, CrossFit didn't you know here's what they didn't do, and and that's. I understand those complaints mm-hmm. and when you're a business owner it's frustrating but they're small businesses 
And what that you put, what were the numbers that you pulled up on small businesses when that how 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 do how do and this is really and I the reason why I asked Jamie this question is because listening to Tammy talk about a restaurant, I'm like, how the hell did she even stay in business or want to even be open? And how hard it is to be a small business owner. Like there's and you literally have to keep the foot on the gas all the time. I say this all the time. You have to, you can't let your foot off the gas. So basically it was two thirds of the businesses of small businesses will last over two years. And right. then right. It, so 30% of small businesses, yeah. you know, th- th- 33 out of 10 small businesses won't make it past the first two yep. years. And then after it was a five years, you have like one third or after 10 years, you have one third, right? One third open, one third are still running. Right. So, so in 10 years, 70% of small businesses will close. drop off. Yeah. And I drop off. They'll close. They're done. And, um, and I think that's, that's not any different than CrossFit. Yeah. Like, I, I think the numbers are probably, probably very, uh, very similar. I mean, you think about how many people start it as a passion project and then realize how much is actually involved to, to keep the doors open and that's right. Keep members happy and keep, you know, coaches, you know, you know, and then you, you look, yeah, you, you and I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Is why Diablo started. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But bring, let's bring me back, and I'm going to talk to you about like I'm going to. I want to give people a list because I made a list. I was mm. thinking about this the other day. Okay. Um, what is it that's? Uh, what are the things that we've done, or why has Diablo survived 15 years and continues to thrive, have our best year ever? And I just I'll put some some things in there that I think contribute to that. You you have to keep your foot on the gas. You've got to keep things fresh. You've got to you know you got to invest in new equipment you have to invest in marketing mm-hmm. you have to stay in touch with your customers there's 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 a number of things and all that shit is tiring it is like it's 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 not a job where you can go work five days a week and then screw off on the weekends and forget about your job and then yeah. show up your job on Monday. you can't like yeah you're you're, you're getting, thinking about it at night when you're going to bed no, on I'm the still, weekends i'm still getting and sending text messages on the weekends i try to tell myself don't send your employees text messages on sundays <laughs> and i do it anyway like you just because you know you want to make sure the gym gets open right yeah. and the right things get done on sunday but anyway so here's what here, this is the one that uh that um craig ritchie showed and then mm-hmm. hiller showed mm-hmm. And this is the problem is, is it's kind of a misnomer at CrossFit. Like so, if and this is a Google statistic, and the the other thing is, is they don't they're not actually giving you the number of searches that are being done. It's you know this mm-hmm. is a zero to one hundred scale, so it's showing relatively re- relativity to the previous to the previous year, and so it's a bit of a misnomer. So the, there actually could be more searches here, you know, in the middle of this graph than the um then back over here but it but it's lower because it's relative to the previous year mm-hmm. but what you're seeing here is a precipitous incline 2013 20, yeah 2013 right really steep incline 2013 and then it starts to fall off yeah and this is when crossfit it, people were learning about crossfit so this is searches for and, crossfit and, and not just learning but what was also out at that time when people are searching it what 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 journal published publication came out that may have given crossfit a bad bad rap oh yeah it was what well, i don't know what the nsca that oh, was yeah, 2014 yeah uh it was a 2014 that was 14 when that got published yeah. and, and that was when i oh, remember the divorce study yeah 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 nsca published the divorce study which was a fraudulent study showing mm-hmm. injuries and injury rate in crossfit nonetheless yeah this is just searches for crossfit 
right? So this is people yeah. searching for CrossFit and you're bound to, in something like this, when it's, when it's catching on early, when it's in the, you know, the, the, the irrational exuberance stage, I want to say, yeah. and everybody's excited about it, That's when all the search people go to the internet to find out what it is. Mm -hmm. And all of these people learn about it. Now, all of these people that search doesn't mean they joined a fucking gym. Yeah. This is, this, that's a good point. Yeah. They, they, what they did is they Google searched it. Uh, right? they're, they're not, <laughs> that's what this, that's what this is. Yeah. It's just a Google this search. Just Google search. This isn't like how many affiliates. Are no, no, you can correlate some things to it, but those yeah. are correlation, the correlation, not, is, not causation. Yeah. Right. So who's to say when all of these people in these early stages actually joined the gym, this is when they learned about it. Oh man. Right. So this is interesting. So you think, okay, yeah. So everybody looks at like, well, CrossFit's dying. This is why CrossFit's dying. Okay. Really, because they've been growing rapidly in Europe, and we we still have like a, the level and number of affiliates here is pretty is pretty it's constant yeah. the last two years despite yeah. what's happened. Yeah. Um, and then I go to let me just go to see how I do this. I'm terrible at sharing screen sharing. You got to like close this screen down and open I another one. Okay, and then I go back. It would be good if I could just share another one automatically. Sure, sure. Just keep the windows open, and then you can just kind of close and open, <sighs> close and open. Oh, maybe if I do it as a whole, the whole window or the. Oh, okay, maybe I'll try that. All right, so, anyway, so let me show you, let me show you Diablo because we had our best year ever mm -hmm. this last year. So let me show you Diablo search because I wondered, huh? Oh, this is Diablo's Google search. Yeah, this is Diablo's. Oh my God, we're dying. Yes, <laughs> we're almost dead. <laughs> Best year, but this doesn't say that. Yeah, but this doesn't say that. Oh, man, that's so funny. I just want to point out 2016, we almost fucking closed. <laughs> um, 2019 is when we opened a location. And so there's there's like, there's like no correlation here. People just, well, first of all, people yeah. aren't searching for Diablo CrossFit. Yeah. Right? And then let me see if I close this. What does that do? Oh, okay, so it just closes it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to pop up on another window, you just another, I screen, another share. screen share present window. If I do it, I wonder if I do whole screen and do this. Yeah. Let me do that whole screen. Cause then you can go back between the slides. Yeah. Let me or the, show between the windows. Yeah. Oh man. You got a lot of okay, windows. Open. Yeah. I got a lot of, but, but let me show you this one. So I wanted to look at some stuff. So let me, let me look at, um, well here, then I'll just show weightlifting. Cause that's yeah. right there. Right. So this is weightlifting. Which is pretty fascinating, right? So it's pretty level, right? Yeah. I, I wonder. If, I wonder what these blips are. It, the the blips are maybe probably some sort of competition that's happening, maybe the Olympics or something. I was going like to say that. maybe Olympics, depending on the the spread. Yeah. And then I want to look at like here. Let's look at Soul Cycle because that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So the, they grew really fast, right? And then they and they have fallen off. Um, they got hit hard in the pandemic because it's really hard in the pandemic. Yeah, because they can't. They can't. Well, because they go were, outside. Well, you're or, you're right next to each other in a very yeah. closed room, yeah. right? And it's and and so that their business is starting to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is interest in Soul Cycle, and I don't know whether this is correlated or not. I'd have mm -hmm. to look up their numbers. You know, you could do all that shit. Um, this is one I I thought was interesting. So I thought, huh? Well, people aren't searching for CrossFit. Let me. I wonder if they're looking for functional fitness. Sure enough. There's an increase in functional people looking for functional fitness. Just a steady increase. Now this might be an indicator that you know the the folks like the, the all of the experts are starting to talk about the importance of weightlifting mm -hmm. and, fun and functional movement, functional fitness. Well, understanding what is actually functional movement patterns, right? 
you know so so based on this like crossfit's really in a great position so you think you pull this chart up if you didn't even pull up the crossfit chart you pull yeah. this chart up and go fuck i'm, open yeah, it. I'm gonna that's open a good up, point i'm gonna open up a crossfit affiliate yep i mean functional movements is one Look of the this, three like, movement one of the three topics of what is crossfit yeah this is like the the anti craig ritchie video right here <laughs> There has never been a better time to open a CrossFit gym. That's look a at really these, good point. Look at these Google searches for functional fitness. That's we wild. are uniquely poised yep. to take advantage of this growth and this searches for functional fitness. Did you do one for strength training too? Uh, I'm not sure if I did or not. Okay. I'll look. I got so many. Because I'm curious, like, how, is there a correlation between the functional movement and strength training as far as like, you know, what people are actually searching yeah, for? Yeah, maybe. I think I did do strength training too. Because I would just, I started geeking out on yeah. it. And instantly you start to realize, like, the, first of all, these are relative numbers versus yeah. the previous year's searches. So you can't tell if they're the actual number of searches. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and here's the other thing you have to consider, too, is like, who's doing Google searches to find stuff anymore? Yeah. And, and when, what I mean by that is I do know that the largest number of our people that find us find us through Google Maps. Mm. Well, that data is not in here. This is a Google search. So this doesn't include no Google Maps searches. Google in, Maps is different. So that's just another and, data point that's missing on the CrossFit yeah. one too. And let me and let me tell you by the way, had the number one search that that they pull for for they got them to Diablo CrossFit. The number one search that they on Google Maps that people used was gyms near me. Gyms uh, near me. And everyone needs to pay attention to that. Affiliate owners need to mm. pay attention to that because you need to make sure that your business site on Google Maps is good. Yeah. It's really good. That that should be that I think that takes a higher priority than your actual website. Yeah. Your Google page, your Google business page. And I bet there's a ton of business the affiliate owners here don't even know they have a Google business That's a good page. Good point. Yeah. Need to go in and need to put fresh pictures in there, pictures of your staff. You need to put your class hours in there. You need to put a updated mission statement. Updated mission statement. How to contact you. Everything mm. in there on that page. Yeah. Because people do search gyms near me, and then they see CrossFit like, ooh, and that's when they think, this is when advertising pays off. CrossFit's not. CrossFit doesn't do brand advertising. They don't do much. They haven't done much in the past. They're starting to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't, as a company, you don't do brand advertising so that people will go and go, where can I buy, you know, Budweiser beer. Mm -hmm. You do brand advertising so that when someone sees the brand, yes, they buy it. Or when someone maybe, you know, goes to the bar or when someone goes to the, you know, football game or when someone searches, you know, I need a refreshing drink, you know, alcoholic drink. And then like, oh, yeah, Budweiser. So when someone searches functional fitness, mm -hmm. they do a functional fitness search. CrossFit's one of the names that pops up. And then people think, oh, yeah, CrossFit. I've heard of CrossFit. This is the brand recognition. The brand recognition. And yeah. then they go from there. That's how all this works. It's, it's, it's very, very deep and intricate. It's yeah. not just as simple as, I'm going to Google CrossFit and go to a CrossFit gym. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I didn't even consider or think of the fact that that's just based off of Google searches, not yes. CrossFit no. affiliates. That's right. Powerlifting is pretty consistent. Similar uh, to weightlifting. Oh yeah, I got a, I got a great one here to show you. I'll save that one. I'll save this one. I got bodybuilding. Uh, oh, Orange Theory. This is a good one to show. Let me show you Orange Theory. Orange Theory. So you know, again, the Orange Theory launches right in like mm -hmm. 2013. Then they start doing a whole bunch of advertising. Then people search. I want to, you know, maybe find an Orange Theory near mm -hmm. me. 
And once they found it, they, they stopped searching. <laughs> they stopped searching and then they got it. And then they tell their friends and their friends don't have to search because they know they ask their friend where the fuck it is yep. or they go on to Google Maps. They stopped searching. So once people know about Crossfire, once people know about Orange Theory, yeah, they, they don't. They don't. They, all they do is they go to Google Maps and they say, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." Or they ask, "Where is where space? is yeah. this?" Yeah, I know what it is, but yes. where is it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And it and and again, these aren't leading indicators for the growth of a business because if they were, your chart wouldn't look like this. Mm -hmm. Let me show you this one. <laughs> what is it? This is F45. I know, but this is great because F45 is bankrupt. <laughs> Like they've closed more studios, <laughs> they've closed more franchises, and the franchise owners are suing the, the company. And there's still people searching it. Right. But look at this. And, that, and, and it's like, okay, this is just, uh, this is on a meteoric rise. So you think this, uh, if you, so if you were using, if you're, if you're like a, you're, you're interested in opening a business. Yeah. A fitness business. And you're thinking, I'm, you know what? I'm going to use as my indicator for opening a Google. Search. I'm going to use Google searches because that'll tell me the right business to open. And I, you know, and I go, Jamie, look at this. This is F45. Let's dude, bro. Give me 50 grand. I'll take my 50 grand. Let's open an F45. Let's go find, sign a lease. Because F45 is <laughs> killing it right now. Oh, man. And, you look, and you look at this chart. <laughs> And then when you actually Google it, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you look at the maybe app. that's why the numbers are still elevated. <laughs> it is one hundred percent why they're elevated. <laughs> so CrossFit numbers are not elevated because they're actually people are actually doing it. Yeah, they're doing it. And they're successful. People don't need to search for it anymore. All their friends have been that's all their friends have been telling them about it. You don't need to Google it. All you have to do is say the word. You go out, stand outside in a crowd, and say CrossFit, and ten people run up to you and tell you about so it. So Google Maps would actually be a better indicator as far yes. as what's going on google maps would be better that's interesting yeah that's a really good point like that you said that you know if you if you're not paying attention to what your google maps is looking like or what that page looks like that's a really good point yeah your google maps page is is super crucial yeah um anyway that was a that was a lesson in and correlation versus statistics and correlation for causation. It, I mean, it's it's interesting to see that chart. It's nothing more than interesting to see that chart on CrossFit, yeah. but it is not an indicator of the health of the company. No, and it's very clear when you put it side by side with F45. CrossFit, despite the challenges of 2020, incredible challenges of 2020, more than just the pandemic. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows all the shit that went down in 2020. And then recovering in 2021 and 22, you know, again, uh, a management change again, mm -hmm. new CEO. They still, they still had a very good year. Have had a very good year these last 12 months. Yeah. And CrossFit, can you describe? And and like I said, the affiliates that I talked to, some of these, the the some of the bigger affiliates in the country, they're having great years, mm -hmm. and their coaches are having good years. Yeah. Are there affiliates that are closing? Yes, there's a lot of them are closing, but that's because a shit ton of them opened up mm -hmm. 15 years ago, 10, 10 years, years ago, ago, eight, eight years, years ago. ago. And Jamie just told you the numbers yep. for small businesses. Yeah. 70% of small businesses close after 10 years. 10 years. 70%. That's the scary part for CrossFit is CrossFit is a business because they know they're going to lose some of those uh those affiliates. And again, what happens is that process. 
And why does that happen? It's because there's burnout. People get tired. They, you know, they they're working seven days a week. That's what the the, the the that's what happens when you own a small business. But you come in passionately, and like, yeah. this is like what Zia talked about last week. You come in as a passionate, you know, CrossFitter, and you want to open up a business, and then you don't think about the business side of things. That's right. And it takes until it catches up, and it takes a while till you get a groove. And, yeah. it, and Yvonne and I that's have a good. Point. That's Yvonne, a really good point. Yeah, Yvonne and I have a groove now. We finally figured out what it is, what the what the key variables are. There's still things that I work on. Like I'm, we talked about this last week. I'm working on retention, mm-hmm. and I'm working on more contact with our customers in the first ninety days, which makes it fun too. As a business owner, I'm always learning something. Um, but anyway, that's that's the whole. Uh, um, CrossFit is dying. CrossFit is dying. That's our <laughs> CrossFit. CrossFit is thriving. Believe me. Believe CrossFit me. is dying on Google search. <laughs> and there is, um, and there is, um, a lot of hope and a lot of opportunity in the United States. And, and, and I, and I think the very, very smart people that own and are running this company now know and understand this. Yeah. They are not, these are very, very bright people. Everyone thinks that, oh, you know, all they're in it for is, you know, just to, you know, cash out, cash out, you know, flip their, no, they're not. Like if this, if they can, if they look 10 years and they get a feeling for what it's going to do internationally, mm-hmm. like if you got a, if, if, if you've got a thousand dollars in the bank and I told you in like three years, Jamie, I could double your money, but in 10 years I could make your money. 20x or mm-hmm. 30x 30 times mm-hmm. what would you do right go the long haul you go the long you'd be patient <laughs> because if you're going to take your money out of that investment yeah. you've got to put it somewhere mm-hmm. unless you're going to spend it yeah you're, you're looking for you're always the, the i think the the conventional wisdom is that people think well yeah that private equity wants to put their money in investment and they want to take it out when they get to a certain number that's not when they take it out, they've got to put it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Well, if that's somewhere else is right where they are and that has a, you know, 20 year growth pattern that looks just freaking unbelievable with not only that, the opportunity through its economic system that it has mm-hmm. this, this huge morass of people yep. that all have discretionary income to spend on things like shoes and equipment, everything else. You have the opportunity to maybe put other companies yep. through this. And grow other companies? Well, hell, just continue to rise. The this tide. looks like this looks like an amazing, an amazing investment opportunity. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's lost on a lot of people and a lot of affiliate owners and a um, and a lot of CrossFitters. Yeah, they think this is the short short term flip. Mm-hmm. And it and I think it's it, you know fitness. You especially when you look at the 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 size of chronic disease in this country. Especially how CrossFit is essentially the cure to all of that. Right, it can be the cure to all. What did McDonald's publish the other day? They want ten thousand more oh locations. God. No, is it? Ten? No, I thought it was more than that. I think it was like a hundred something. I yeah. saw a hundred thousand locations. Locations. Yeah. Are they investing a hundred million dollars? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Like a hundred million dollars into the next ten years of, yeah, of their years. I don't know, business. Like, and they're going to go all robots and. I mean, <sighs> and they've already started the. They've already started the. What have they started the uh, Mick Mick Mick? Uh, I forget what it's called. It's the coffee franchises, um, mm. Mick Space or something like that. Google it real quick because now it's going to bug me. You said Mick Space. Now it's the Mick, Just type Mick, McDonald's new franchise and it'll tell you what it is. They've already opened one. 
and it's a coffee shop place. And I'm going to look for the number that. Oh, the welcomes the McDonald's welcomes Cosmics. Yeah, Cosmics. Which to is a, its universe. Yeah, to its universe. So there's these new franchises. McDonald's aims to open nearly 9,000 restaurants, add 100, this is the number, 100 yeah. million loyalty members. That's right. It's like a <laughs> subscription base. Dude, dude, I do like trying to battle with it, Starbucks. If, you, if, <laughs> let me tell you this if your McDonald's loyalty card is ending up in your wallet on your iPhone, you have a problem. <laughs> You kind of wonder what the health is like in that situation. What is your health like if you got McDonald's loyal, loyalty on Loyalty your phone? members. I don't know. Cosmics is. Like, I mean, at least in the states, because like the food here is not the well, same so, elsewhere. So Cosmics is basically an attempt to get the Starbucks and how they exactly gonna get, yeah. how they're going to they know the recipes. Yeah. They got scientists coming up with these recipes of sugar oh, and salt yeah, and everything sure. else. They've kind of mastered that. Dude, one. there's going to be some amazing salted caramel macchiato thing that you're going to go in there and drive through and it'll have a little foam on the top. Oh, God. And you'll be able to get like something with no, like, with uh, no, with a bag of donut fries. A, th a third of the cup is sugar. It, it, dude, it's their fries. It's their fries that are that are like donuts. But they're like, oh, it'll be like it'll be like a fry with like a cinnamon yeah. sugar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of donut fry with a, the, the, oh, my God, that'd be so good. It would be good, but that would only set us even further back. Yes, set us fucking. further back. They got scientists inventing this. They're so, in the cahoots with the pharma. Look, <laughs> you got Krispy Kreme making these amazing yeah. donuts, and all I can you got you got to think that there's this conversation going on in the with all the McDonald's chemists going. Oh yeah, a Krispy Kreme, <laughs> they got nothing on our fries. We know how to fry shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just throw some glaze and then throw some frosting yeah, over the hey, top so, of it so if right now i'm going to tell you right now mcdonald's comes out with like donut fries you heard it here first it's going to be i want they copied <laughs> it from me i want credit for it um and the, the you know the last thing i wanted to talk about because i was kind of trying to think about this like there are some affiliates have closed and how are you doing on time by the way i'm okay I want, we're, we're winding up yeah, here Chrissy, chrissy's got anderson from school so okay um jamie just jamie just doxed his wife and kid yeah <laughs> i didn't even know what that term meant i, had to look I still don't even know what it means. <laughs> I'll, I'll google it later yeah <laughs> um oh where did i put it out no i put it in my notes oh yeah so uh where did i put where did i put it why does crossfit thrive i know i did it somewhere um the there's there's a number of things that we've done um that have helped contribute to our success i think i've got it in i'm sorry I, I apologize i thought i had this handy in my phone and i didn't have it handy in my phone but let me look it up because i don't want to get it you wrong don't wanna, you don't want to trash it um let me see it should be my recents folder this is for well why is diablo and, thrive yeah or? i was like i was kind of looking at like and i'm thinking about affiliates and and why some affiliates um uh struggle and why some you know don't and and what the difference might be yeah here it is um then and i and i and, I, and what has contributed to us being kind of open and thriving today? Like in, in, you know, as big as we are and adding mm -hmm. new members, we reached a, you know, reached a high point of members this year. And I look back at like all the years, what are the kind of key things that we did that, that makes it, makes a difference? Um, number one, 
I, so going back all the way, we partnered. Um, I, I set it up as a partnership early on, and I think that was crucial. And I partnered with a with an experienced uh, CrossFitter, Jeremy Jones, and he was a coach. He'd mm-hmm. coached, remember, uh, mm-hmm. MMA before, so he knew how to coach. Um, and he was also willing to work full time. So he mm-hmm. he has a mechan- he's a guy's a mechanical engineer, and he was willing to work full time for the business. Mm-hmm. And then what I provided, because I was in the investment industry, I provided the financial backing to kind of help get this started in the mm-hmm. early days. Even though we had a car jar, we didn't even charge for memberships. At first, it was, you know, we opened up just because we wanted to do it. Yeah. And then we slowly Passion got, project. Yeah, passion project. Now, you opened. You opened by yourself, right? I had partners. You had partners. I had a, I had a partnership. Oh, I had, that's right. I had two partners. No, and, and this is a tale of caution, right? Yeah. This, so, some partnerships go great. Some don't. Yeah. This is a good example. I mean, I, so one of the partners was one of my one of my first clients when I was just doing personal training. Right. Um, and he brought in another trainer um, who had a powerlifting background. And when it came down to it, they were both like one the train the other guy that was training he was doing more personal training in the facility and he was kind of help bringing in people um the other guy um he was a financial guy he worked in you know life insurance and he he was working on bringing people in but he didn't quite fully understand what crossfit was and you know trying to just funnel people in and just just come to the gym just come to the gym like not tell them you know what it is or how to even start doing crossfit I would be like in the middle of doing like an intro with somebody and it's like, oh yeah, so-and-so told me to come. Like, mm. So communicating with your partners is a big part, right? Right. Um, and when it came down to it, we were supposed to have one of the other ones get L1 certified so we can help me coach classes because I was running from 7, 6.30 to 7.30 at night, yeah, five cool. days a week, Saturdays classes, and then we had yoga on Sundays. So I was yeah. there seven days a week for an entire year. Yeah. Um, and when it came down to a point where our lease was up and we had kind of outgrown a 3,500 square foot space, we were looking for a new location and came back to the finances and it was like, okay, we need to get a big loan. I wasn't comfortable taking on that responsibility by myself, considering that the other two were not, we're not fully participating yeah. in, in what CrossFit was. Yeah. And so then we just kind of dissolved the partnership and that's what brought me here. Yeah. To to Diablo. So be cautious, you know, just yeah. because you've got a good relationship doesn't mean it's going to work out. Yeah. So it, ideally, I heard someone say this and I wish I'd done this actually, Jeremy and I probably Jeremy would agree with this is that we had a, cause you don't think of when you start a partnership, like we're in this together friends. Yeah. And then I harken back to um, a story. And when I was in Austin, Texas, so these two guys that started a cellular store business together mm. five years later, one partner shot the other partner dead. And these guys were no. best friends in high school. And like, Oh yeah. Shut oh yeah. Up. Yeah. That's so, that, a tale of caution. Yeah. Fuck. No, that is a tale of caution. It's like, you know, it's just you think how things can go. Yeah. It's, it's so what, and I think it was the, the, I didn't mean to make it so, <laughs> sound so bad, but you have clear, um, someone said this to me, or I don't know, was to like understand the honeymoon phase goes away. Well, under, yeah, and but have it in writing ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, have your partnership. Um, you know what what the terms are for separating. Yeah. Okay. And because and, and you an attorney can write those up because they've done you know thousands of them mm-hmm. and they're really easy to do. And I wish we had done that because yeah. it would have helped with the process when I did buy him out. Yeah. Um, which ended up being amicable at the end. It was just awkward for you know for about six months. It's tough. Then uh, uh, here's the other. So one, we, I had a partner that helped. Yeah. And because then, like Jamie said too, he would if his, his burn price to open if his partner had actually gotten L one yep. and helped coach and, and probably really, yeah. 
So I got my certificate, my certification, and I helped coach as well. Um, I kept a, my full time job and provided financial and managerial support. Mm -hmm. So I was able to handle kind of the the financials of the business while Jeremy focused on coaches, coaching members, and he coached a lot. Yeah, um, we started small, very small in a park. And expanded only when our customer base demanded. That's that's number three. That's a big one. Start really small, and then wait till your customers complain. Wait till you're like, oh shit. You don't want to have too many classes where you got two or three people showing no. up. No, you want you want to fill it up. No, it's like a, it's a, I always say it's like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, you drive by and there's a couple people in there you don't want to go. You drive by <laughs> and that place is packed. You're like, oh shit, we got to yeah, go there. Let's go try it out. Yeah. I don't know why it is with Chinese restaurants. It wasn't any. I feel like that's just restaurants in general, the, though. Kind of, but I don't know. It's like I'm, I've always used it as a barometer for Chinese restaurants because I love Chinese food. I wasn't trying to be racist. <laughs> it could be the same thing as a taco spot, you know? Like, oh yeah, you know taco spots too. Same thing. Same that's thing. funny because we went by in in up in Tahoe, and, it, and you know maybe yeah yeah. And, and I, think we, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but there's a there's a great spot. It was like it was packed, and people it was like it was I thought it was a dump, and it was yeah. packed. I'm like, okay, we got to go there. They must yeah. know. They know something. Um, you, we started very small and then expanded only when the customer base demanded it. So keep it full. Um, we kept our primary lease cost low. I think that's a huge one. People buy it off because I've done the opposite. When we went into Alamo, Alamo. We, we signed a too expensive lease thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. Where well, we kind of jumped up on you too. Yeah. And then what, well, read it, the fine it, print. It, it did. Yeah. Read the fine print. <laughs> By the way, have, have an expert read your lease for you. Yeah. And listen to what they tell you. That's probably one of the biggest things that could set you up for success many, or failure. Many, many, many affiliates closed because of it, yeah. primarily because of noise ordinances and those types mm -hmm. of things where it was, they gave too much discretionary control to the landlord Got it. to shut themselves, to shut them down or to make increases in the, mm -hmm. in the leases. And this, uh, as a member told me, education is what you get when you read the fine print. Experience is what you get when you don't. <laughs> and I learned that with Alamo. Yeah. Um, that cost us the, that, that was a very expensive. So we keep, keep your lease cost low because that's your fixed cost. And you think, oh, you know what? We're going to get bigger. We're going to get better. It's going to go. No, keep your lease cost low. Um, number five was establish relationships with other successful owners for mutual support. That was huge for us because um, I went out and I got to know CJ Martin. I got mm -hmm. to know TJ or TJ's gym. Mm -hmm. Um, Kalipa was in our was circle. Say, you guys had like a whole we did. Like, group that you met it was, with. It was me. In, Cal in the, the Bay Area. Me, Jason Kalipa um tj at tj's yep. gym and he's been around he's still around running yep. a great gym and then wasn't kelly star kelly star at kelly yeah. juliet star at juliet's yeah. juliet starlet especially kelly's awesome but juliet yeah. um she's an attorney um, and she she gave me several times um just very very good advice about our business mm. One of them was, you know, switching from independent contractors to employees. Like she saved, like that could have been, that could have been, that could have shut us down. Wow. Um, we kept, so we kept our, uh, we kept our, um, so established relationships with other successful owners and meet with them like twice a year, three times a year. We met once a quarter was fun. Um, and we, oh, here's what else we did. Well, I separated from our, my partner when the business relationship became tenuous. So when the business relationship was becoming difficult, instead of letting it carry over into the community, yeah, we parted ways mm -hmm. and, uh, and we did so generously. So in other words, I, you know, and, and it was, it was hard. It was hard to, yeah. you know, I, I, we, we made a very, very generous offer to, to keep the relationship good. Um, I think they were satisfied. Um, 
And and then that allowed us to focus on the business ourselves. And it kind of got us excited. Yvonne and I excited about like, hey, shit, it's up to us now. Now yeah. we have to. You are now fully in the driver's seat. Driver's and we seat. lost members yeah. that weren't happy. And, it, and that's normal. It's like someone said, it's like, it's a, like a divorce. Yeah, it's like a divorce. Yeah. Who, who, who are you going to go with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is no matter yeah. what, it's gonna be yeah. like that. And that's under it's totally understandable. And what's great is now I'm friends with all those people. And mm-hmm. and it and and there's a lot of people from our past days when Jeremy and I were together that are that are still good friends today. Yeah. And I see that and it makes me it's happy. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh I partnered with my wife. Like she came into the business big time after that. She's always she always was. Mm-hmm. Um, she always kind of handled the books. She managed to start, she took over the books right away with anything with me. She, I drive her crazy with how I manage, uh, well, how I don't manage finances, and so she she took that over. But you know, we have a we have a, a very supportive wife that, and we divided responsibilities for the business. Yeah, she runs all the money for this business. Divide and conquer. I have to ask permission for anything I get. It's frustrating, but she gets what she wants. Yeah, she wants <laughs> she wants sandbags. We get sandbags. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a GHT hey, machine. Olympic GHT machine. Hey, Lonnie, or Lonnie, you, Yvonne, you love Olympic lifting. You get you know, I got I'm gonna build a platform. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the here's the finances for by the, the uh, way, by the platforms. way, anybody at Diablo right now, you know, like all you have to do is sell Yvonne on something <laughs> and and then it then it happens. It's, it's the trick. Yeah. Um, and then we began um um uh, I left my job only when the business could could support my family mm-hmm. like so my my job was my safety net like yeah. you know, pay all my bills and it was only when the business got to the point where it could sustain our mm-hmm. lifestyle that i left and went full-time at diablo and i think that's an important thing too is like you go that and i that's why i admire people like tim at crossfit palo alto yeah like he went in and like how you started, bro. Yeah. You just went in like, this is going to be my only yep. income. And you, and if you grind through and get through that, that's a lot of stress for someone it to is. bear. It is. I always like if things, especially when things don't work out as you anticipate. Well, right. And, and they won't, they won't, they won't. Good, exactly. You know, I can go back and I can list you 20 things yeah. where it, this place almost went to yeah. hell. Um, is with any small business and it's not just unique to Diablo. It's any small business, but I always had something to fall back on. Mm-hmm um with my regular career and i would say that to any crossfit affiliate owner at the end of the day you know you're not gonna die you know and i I, I, that sounds cruel and i say that but i say it to my daughter like this isn't going you know getting up and doing a project in front of your class is not going to kill you no like the, the worst thing that can happen is like you know you fail miserably you get some good experience <laughs> uh, to tell you a story, because my my daughter and thankfully she doesn't listen to anything I say anyway, so she's not listening to this podcast. But she she gets very nervous. She's very nervous in front of cars. She carries a lot of anxiety with her wherever she goes. She's very self conscious. And then the first day of class, horticulture class, which she loves, but the first day of class, she was I remember get dropping her off at class. She heads out. She she's in college at DEC, her first year of college, and she goes in. And her first class is horticulture three-hour class big long class mm-hmm. and she came out of class and go hey so you know how was it you did you know and she was nervous because you know it's a new kids new class and she goes well there was a girl in there and she was really nervous and she passed out and threw up no 
And so, so now, that set her up for some success, huh? Well, yeah, it did. Because now every time, like when she's going, when she goes in, or like she had a project, it could be to worse. Present, she had a project to present. And I go, well, just don't pass out and throw up. And I go, you're like one ahead of every, the, the worst person in class. And she gets mad at me every time I say, but it's that's pretty good. That's <laughs> you know? the perspective, right? And there. I go, and and I go, and she recovered. And she goes, yeah, she recovered. And I go, and she was fine. Yeah, and she's still she's in class. Still in she's class, still in class. Yeah. I go, well, like, see, yeah, like. So anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know where I got, I got off. Of and then nine, I reinvested. Oh, this is something that I think is a lot of affiliators owners do. And it's hard. This is hard to do. I reinvested back into the business every year. And there's times when I do like we look and I don't want to spend money. I don't want to spend you know money getting a cold plunge on a song. Yeah. Um, I didn't, you know, there's stuff like, do we really need to get rogue echo bikes? Mm -hmm. Do we really need to, you know, paint the gym again? Yeah. Every couple of years, by the we way, we really paid. need to update the platform. Yeah, do we really need to update the platforms? No, we could have kept using those same platforms. Yep. But when you reinvest a bit, it makes a statement to your customers. But then also, here's the thing that I like about it when I when I do it after I get done, because I you know I pitch and moan about oh man, all it would all the time. You know, I gotta you know I gotta do it on a weekend. I can't believe 17 years open this business. I'm still doing this shit myself. Yeah. And then I walk in on Monday, and I see the work that I've done, and I get a tremendous sense of pride. I'm like, ooh, excited to be here. Yeah. This cool people are coming up to this is awesome. I love yeah. this. This is great. And that's I, I think those are the kinds of things that you need is like little adrenaline rushes, little serotonin bursts. Like little small wins. Yeah, little small. That's right. Well mm -hmm. said. Little small wins. And then I hired, managed, and rewarded our coaches and staff. That's another thing. You gotta you gotta pay your coach as well, but don't break your business. Be transparent with them about, you know, where your business is when you when you are paying your coaches. Um but but manage them and there's periods of time where we didn't manage our coaches we just kind of let them go and then you know things would kind of go off the rails and as soon as i started doing things like weekly coaches meetings mm -hmm. quarterly coaches meetings weekly coaches meetings, it just tightened everything oh, up yeah. definitely that's and, and, and that was like a night and day and, yeah. notice oh yeah right I, can't I mean, imagine it. if we Seriously. had done that. I mean, we did I have know. coaches meetings a while back, but and, it was. And I take the blame for it. I don't. I don't blame in, anybody else but myself for that. Like, we, I should have known. We should have known that. I mean, that's just the you know. You're, yeah, uh, it's how you learn. Yeah, it's the experience. <laughs> it takes experience <laughs> exactly. It just tightens everything up, and it and it makes the coaches feel like they're part of the business too. Yeah, um, which they are. They're they are your business. Mm -hmm. Um, and then. You know, the, the, here's the last one I'll throw because everyone loves to to bash people. This, this is a new bashing, like the NBAs, the NBAs, the oh, NBAs, yeah, yeah. the NBAs across it. Here's what the NBAs are doing. This is what because <laughs> this is what NBAs do. Um, I just want to like minor detail here. I officially want to put this out there right now. I have personally an MBA, and I'm proud of it, and it's been very helpful in making a lot of business decisions that have, and it's helped other affiliate yeah. owners. Like my friend Tim and, and mm -hmm. Palo Alto calls me and stuff. And anybody else that you've any, set up calls with and set up calls with, with help, last get, year. help get financing, help do finance, help. Yes. The, having an MBA can be a tremendous benefit to running a business. Who knew? <laughs> right. Going into <laughs> running a business, these are not. Like it is, this is not a private coaching business. It's not just to, you're not just not doing coaches, you know, yeah. people Venmoing you. This is an operation, not a, a karma jar move. No, you've got, you've got a balance sheet. You've got assets, you've got liabilities. You, mm -hmm. you know, do you get, you're going to get credit card debt. You've got, uh, you know, people that you have to deal with administrators at high levels within the city, within the County yeah. having, having a degree 
makes you will make you more competent at doing all of those things. So enough of the bashing of the yeah, NBA. So enough of the <laughs> and this is what the NBA. This is what NBA. What does that have anything to do with CrossFit? <laughs> well, yeah. running a business yeah. of CrossFit, keeping this place open so people can do CrossFit. That's a good point. Yeah. Here's the other thing we do: we sell supplements in our lobby, and I do that, and we sell shirts, and we sell knee sleeves. I wouldn't even say you sell it; you have it available. Well said. Thank it's you. not even. It's not like we're actively like, "Hey, take this supplement. Take this. You no. need to take this." It's like, no. If you're looking for something, we have something that we have vetted in our pro shop. If you go online, and where you, our front desk people, not our coaches, are you, selling it, and you listen to to Lane Norton talk about the the importance of vitamin d and creatine and protein in mm -hmm. your diet and the important what that does for building strength and muscle which we know improves longevity like we talked about the beginning mm -hmm. of the podcast then your members are going to ask you about them yeah and especially if you take them yourselves so then what you do is and what we've done is you know what let's just make it available let's make the ones that we like mm -hmm. in our case we like we love thorn um, and we love those guys from affiliate subs. They make a really great product. We have, we have the ones we like yeah. and I make it available for my members as convenience for them. So they don't, they don't go online and buy some shit yeah. that they shouldn't be buying. Well, like I said, you, it's like you vetted it. You, yeah. We you do the due diligence. What? Yeah. That's. And yeah. does it provide a little bit of extra income? Yeah. You know where that income goes back into the business yeah. and, and helps pay coaches and helps keep this place, the lights on and thriving. Mm -hmm. So. If you want to talk to me about that, call me about that. I'll tell you how to do it. I wouldn't make that a priority in your first couple of years. Yeah. But once you get going, you get over 100 members, have some of that stuff available. You Why get not? enough people asking you for it. Yeah. Just th these broad-based accusations about MBAs and selling supplements. just And CrossFit dying based off of Google searches. <laughs> Open an affiliate and then talk to me. Open an affiliate for 10 years and then come talk to me about, oh, I, I did it without you know selling supplements. Yeah, let me see. Even three years yeah <laughs> you can make it past that first third yeah that's right you can make it past <laughs> first third. anyway so that's our rant for this week hope you enjoyed it yeah. um, we went into this with like almost nothing to talk about and we talked almost Perfect. what is it hour, hour and a half hour and a half yeah hour and 15 minutes um we'll have a guest on next week i'm not sure who we're gonna have but, but we're gonna pull someone from the diablo community in yeah we'll figure out who that is someone that's interesting to talk to it'll be fun right on thanks jamie all right guys cheers till next time yep You got it?